Welcome to St. George's Cathedral. It's Archbishop John Wilson here. This Sunday, we celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi, the great solemnity of the Lord's body and blood, which is really at the heart of Catholic faith. Uh, The Church calls the Eucharist the source and summit of our faith, that to which everything is ordered and from which everything flows. So it's a beautiful occasion for us to remember how important the Mass is to us, how important the presence of Christ is to us in the Blessed Sacrament, and to recognize something of that Eucharistic yearning in our hearts, especially as at the moment we've not been able to celebrate the Mass publicly with a congregation. So let's nurture within us that desire when the time is right, when it becomes possible, to come back to the celebration of the Mass and to encounter this great gift of Christ himself, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, the gift that he gives us of himself to us, to the church, to the world. On this Corpus Christi Sunday, we decided that we would mark this occasion by offering a blessing to uh, our archdiocese, to all the people in it. And so we um, have carried the Blessed Sacrament, the presence of the Lord Jesus uh, in the Eucharist, um, to the back of the cathedral, up the spiral staircase, to the balcony over the, the west door, and with the body of Christ, the Eucharist, blessed our diocese, blessed our people. Um, A little crowd had gathered beautifully to pray. Some sisters were kneeling on the street. It was a beautiful act of witness. As the buses came by and the cars came by, Christ was pouring out his love upon his people, upon our, our diocese. And how we need that at this time, when there's been so much tension. We know the 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 fallout of the tragic death of of George Floyd, the tension that's brought in our country, and how we need the blessing of Christ upon us, a blessing of peace. So one of the things that's been very unusual during this time of lockdown is that this is my first year as the Archbishop of Southwark, and so the second half of Lent and Holy Week was all kind of as it shouldn't have been. Uh, The liturgies were celebrated beautifully in the cathedral, but without our people, without our clergy, We had Archbishop Peter's funeral, my predecessor, and that was done without any of the priests, without any of the people who would have wanted to be here. It was done very simply, and Archbishop Peter was a man who didn't like a lot of fuss, so maybe he was quite pleased about that. But so many people wanted to be there and to express their gratitude to him uh, for his service to the church and to pray for him, and we had to do that incredibly simply. Um, And so into Holy Week as well, the liturgies that we celebrated for me, it was the most unusual and remarkable experience, particularly the Chrism Mass. I was looking forward to the first celebration of the Chrism Mass in the diocese, the first opportunity to gather the presbyterate, all the priests, the deacons, the religious, the lay faithful of the diocese, for this great celebration where we remember the gift of the priesthood and also we bless the oils to be used for baptism, confirmation, anointing, ordination, all the sacraments of initiation and commitment and healing. And none of that took place in the normal way. And so that sense of distance that that created, I felt really, really strongly. Uh, Fortunately, there are other ways to keep in touch, but it's not the same. To gather as the church around the altar, as the people of God, the body of Christ, is irreplaceable. And so for me, it's been something of a cross, I suppose, as it has for everybody else, not to be able to experience that. I think the period of of lockdown um, has meant that I've done a lot more from the desk uh, 
which doesn't really please me, to be honest. Being out and about in the Archdiocese, in our parishes, in our schools, in our communities, in a sense, that's what gives me life. So I've been restricted much more to working from the desk. I've discovered the joys of Zoom, like everybody else, and we've had lots of, of Zoom meetings, which are really helpful. But that interpersonal contact, which is at the heart of, of how the gospel is transmitted, how Jesus called his first disciples, that need for us to be together as the body of Christ is something that I very much look forward to us being able to re-establish. One of the things that I did during the lockdown was to celebrate the funeral of a priest, a very much-loved priest um, who was very venerable in years. He'd had a time of priesthood after his retirement, and um, the funeral was incredibly, incredibly small-scale. And I was so touched because people wrote to me to ask, this was very early on, ask if they could line the streets if they could gather, probably in their hundreds, if not their thousands, in the cemetery. And we had to say that the restrictions then wouldn't allow that. And so we gathered simply with his very immediate family at the graveside. And I thought, gosh, this has been replicated across our parishes, across our dioceses, across our country. Some people weren't able to see their loved ones in the last stages of their dying. Others have not had the funeral that they wanted, that they would have wished for and how challenging that has been, but also how important it has been that those who could gather did gather, and that the church in her faith and in her prayer carries everyone, all those who couldn't be there, carries everyone, and as a loving mother reaches out with that encompassing call to, if not be physically present, to be spiritually present at key moments of our lives. So that's touched me very deeply. The other thing that's really touched me of the number of people who've written to me to say how they long for the sacraments and this Eucharistic yearning, this desire for confession, uh, the sacraments of, of baptism, uh, confirmation, the Eucharist, all those people who were waiting to be received as catechumens and candidates in the church at Easter, all our first communicant children, all our candidates for confirmation, people waiting to be married, people waiting to be ordained, all of that. The yearning for that has touched me very, very deeply because it speaks powerfully of the faith that people have within them. And it's that faith that will sustain us moving forward. So a lot of people have asked me the question about how do I think uh, the future will unfold after this time of, of lockdown. I suppose the things that, that are on my mind about this are, first of all, the recognition that so many people are desirous to come back to church to pray, first of all, and to receive the sacraments. So I think there will be a beautiful resurgence of faith in those people. I think for some people, this may be a time of testing for them. They may have had some questions. They may have, in a sense, lost a little bit of contact with the church or with the familiarity and the routine of coming back to Mass. We want to welcome those people too. And we want to help them reconnect with what is precious to them. I think there'll be other people, perhaps, who have something awakened in them. I noted that there was a report that said that on Google, you know, the internet search engine, uh, the numbers of people searching for prayer and information about prayer has massively increased during the lockdown. So the spiritual search within us, of the desire for meaning and purpose, which leads us to God, I think is very alive. And so there are certainly challenges to be faced in the future, but I'm very optimistic 
I'm a person of hope, Christian hope, which believes that the power of faith and the love of God can do more than we can imagine, more than we think possible. The most important message, I suppose, is that for whoever you are, whether you're a a practicing Catholic fervent and looking forward to coming back, whether you're a little bit more hesitant, whether you're not a Catholic or a Christian, we want to be able to offer you a welcome as we begin to return back to discovering again what it is to joyfully together experience faith in Christ. I did write a, a letter to Mr Johnson, our Prime Minister, For two main reasons, really. One was because I wanted to honour the number of people who had written to me to ask that the bishops, and I as a bishop in this diocese, speak somehow to the government to just express the great desire that Catholics have to return back to church. First of all, for individual prayer. So I wanted, on behalf of the people that had written to me, just to express that to our Prime Minister. Secondly, I wanted just to make the case... um, with the case that Cardinal Vincent made, Cardinal Nichols made as well, that if we are moving towards a time when a variety of services and shops can become available, when we're lessening restrictions, then just out of justice and a sense of fairness, the ability for people to pray individually in church with all the important hygiene and social distancing regimes in place is something that is as essential as other shops and services that were being made free. So it was really just to point out that fact that it's important that that desire of our people to return back to church to pray was expressed and also that this sense of um, justice, of parity between what is happening wider in our society and what is available for those of, of faith and particularly for me, those of Catholic faith. I also wrote to the 45 members of Parliament in, uh, in the Archdiocese and um, it was a time of lockdown and all the replies that I've had back from the MPs have all been in agreement and of course we've now received the permission with the right restrictions to, to open our churches for individual prayer. So I was very heartened by the, the support of, of MPs across the political spectrum to honour this desire of Catholics in a sense of justice. I've not heard back from the Prime Minister but he's a very busy man. And I suppose the best response that he's been able to enable has been to allow our churches, our places of worship more broadly, to begin to open for individual prayer. And hopefully that will lead us gently and securely and safely towards opening for acts of worship. So today we're opening our church, St George's Cathedral here in Southwark, after this period of lockdown. We're opening it just for a limited time. And here in the cathedral... We've got all the important social distancing measures in place. We've got uh, all the signs in place. We've got the sanitizers at the entrance and the exit. We've got separate doors to come in and out. We'll have stewards on hand. So everything is ready to welcome people. And I think that's the most important sense that we want to offer, a sense of welcome. Whoever you are, if you need to come, and first of all, just find time and quiet in a sacred place, then the cathedral is is open for you. If perhaps you want to come and pray, and maybe you've not prayed for a while, or you've got out of the habit a little bit of praying, then let me offer you just some simple, perhaps, encouragement. Uh, The first thing is that imagine your prayer as talking from your heart about the things that matter to you, to your best friend. 
And when you come into the church, find a quiet space. Uh, all the benches have been properly laid out. Some of them have been put together to enable social distancing. But uh, you can find a quiet space to sit or to kneel and simply close your eyes and in silence just say to yourself, Lord, Lord God, I believe you are here. And I open my heart to you now. And then just speak from your heart. Speak to God. Tell him the things that are on your mind. Maybe the things that first are worrying you. The things that have been a real concern during this time of lockdown. Maybe about your family. Maybe about your work. Maybe about our city, our world. Just speak to him from your heart. Tell him anything that's worrying you. Share it with him. And know that he's listening. And then perhaps think about the particular people that you want to give thanks for. The particular events that you want to give thanks for during this time of lockdown. Who's been there for you? Who's sustained you? Who's really helped you? Who you want to say, Lord, thank you that that person was there. That that experience was there. Just let these things tumble out from your heart. Don't overthink them. Just speak. And know he listens. Because he loves you. And then perhaps if you get to the point where you think you've said everything that you've got to say, just be with your eyes closed. And if you know the Our Father, just pray it quietly, slowly, savouring each word. If you don't know the Our Father, take a simple phrase like, Heavenly Father, give me your love. And repeat it. Like, Heavenly Father, guide me moving forward. And repeat it. Like, Heavenly Father, protect those who I love. And repeat it. Prayer at its best is when it's simple. So speak to your heart, to the God who loves you. And allow him to reassure you with his peace.